Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 39. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. I am excited to be spending some time with you here on the podcast. Are you all ready for this? So funny story. <laughs> Actually, a little Easter egg here. <laughs> I uh, Last podcast episode, I totally got the number of the episode wrong. And so Carissa let me know and I ended up, I had to, uh, she actually had to edit it out. So thank you, Carissa, <laughs> for doing that. I do think I have the number of this episode right. Now, this one I'm excited to talk about. Surprise, surprise, Nate's excited to talk about this because in the Project 24 community, uh, Project 24 member Alexis, or Alexis, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm just going to go with Alexis. Um, they did a thread talking about um, a comparison. Uh, is the Project 24, the, the YouTube system, how does it differentiate in one specific way with other YouTube classes out there, right? And so I'm going to kind of quote and talk through some of these things because there's some interesting points brought up here. So <clears throat> starting off, they say uh, the YouTube system is awesome in making us discover and focusing on content that currently works on the platform and building momentum from that. Okay. Um, now they've started to take a look at other online courses and strategies, and many of them seem to put way more attention to searchable and evergreen content. So I'm assuming looking at this from the get-go, searchable meaning you're targeting YouTube search primarily, not necessarily the other algorithms or finding methods, right? And evergreen being content that isn't out of date after, you know, a week. It's not, yeah, I watched that now I never need to watch it again type of thing. It's something that you can come back to over and over or new audiences can come back to and it doesn't feel like it's outdated. That's how I'm understanding these two things, searchable and evergreen. Now they say the best known course is the Think Media or Sean Connell masterclass on that. And they say their drafting strategy is not about finding video cracks per se, as is taught here, but finding common questions people ask in your niche and marketing, as you included, your video to rank in that search. Uh, fun fact here, I was just at VidCon and I spent some good, I hung out with uh, Sean for a while there. So he's, he's great. Um, I haven't actually taken his class, but I'm going to have to go off of what is being said here as, a, uh, as well as my awareness of their current strategy with their YouTube channel as I, go, as I answer some of these things. So they're saying, they go on to say, uh, this is Alexa says, this is not the same as the search-focused archetype described in Project 24 as your entire channel is still based on the same topic. Think media is for YouTube creators, but they make videos such as best cameras for under 200 or how to use a subscriber's count in analytics or don't make these three errors on your channel. The first two would be searched by people, the last less. Now, the, uh, continuing to quote here, the biggest difference is that I have the feeling that using the Project 24 method, I cannot afford to make a best camera guide or how to see your subscribers count in analytics type of videos on my channel as it's not a crack and would only be appealing to a small portion of my audience, thus killing the momentum. What we are talking about here is two fundamentally different channel models. And actually, it's something that I have, it's been in the back of my mind, ruminating on for a while to as an addition to the YouTube system. Uh, I promise, before even ever having this, I've been thinking about it for months. And that is, we've got archetypes, we've got reasons why the audience watches, but then we've also got audience model or viewing behavior. I haven't nailed down the exact term for it yet. We're just going to call it their viewing model for now. And a search-focused or a think media style of channel is a very different behavior. Let me explain how I see that channel. Um, 
my understanding of it. And in fact, I'm going to go a little bit off of here, and don't quote me on this because I'm going off of memory here. I recall their channel used to be very different. It was a different model until they switched to publishing almost every single day and doing a lot more search-focused and evergreen type of content. So it makes sense that they would focus on teaching that more because it dramatically helped the channel survive and the business survive. Uh, now, that model is very based on individual pieces of content. So we've got an overarching theme, um, you know, uh, helping online creators or YouTube creators more specifically, um, video creators, helping them. But then each piece of content can almost stand independent from the rest of the, of the pieces of content, which is good. I'm going over the strengths here first. Each piece of content can stand independent. And if we're targeting search, then that means we can tap into the power of a lot of times search traffic is new traffic. Therefore, we can tap into a lot of new traffic with each piece of content that we're producing. And remember, it's a similar theme, etc. Now, here's some downsides that I see, and I'm going to explain why, I, why you might consider uh, one of these two models here. Downsides I see is if your channel is smaller, and I'm talking even 100,000 subscribers or less, sometimes even larger than this, I've seen this happen, it's rare. I've rarely seen that model work as building an ongoing channel brand. Now let me explain what I mean there. An audience of people who know your channel and they like your videos and they watch it regularly. And you're not. Uh, and it's not just your channel is um, just being really helpful to people and they they see a video and then they leave forever. Like they know you as a channel and an ongoing channel, getting invited to do speeches, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This works for a larger channel because they've already built up an audience. And so it doesn't matter as much. Uh, I'm going off of, so th there's something on YouTube that I call the audience profile where, where YouTube sees your recency of viewers, what types of videos they like. So when you publish a video, if you have a larger pool of people to test with, it's going to work just fine most of the time and a variety of different topics and search or other uh, evergreen style of, of videos. It's going to work because you have a larger audience profile from the get-go for the audience for the algorithm to test your video with if you have a smaller audience i've seen these types of channels that go that do this variety or searchable content vary so dramatically in their view counts that it gets me very worried to the degree of you know 500 views on one video 10,000 on another 200,000 on another because they haven't created a common thread or theme throughout all their videos. Now, many many channels like uh, Think Media, we're discussing it here, has done that, and so it's been successful. I also genuinely think part of it is because of the size of the channel that they're able to do this successfully. It's very tricky to do it successfully with a smaller channel for the reasons that I'm talking about here. Now, uh, the advantages of what I'm gonna call the um, audience builder channel model um, where your audience comes, they they see a video and then they come back and they watch more of your videos and then they maybe become a regular loyal viewer. The advantages there is your your primary, well, first of all, your primary focus is to build that baseline of views. What that represents is you're building an audience of people who know, like, and trust you over time. Now, different topics will have different turnovers. Some channels have shorter turnovers. Some, I mean, you, you get someone in the door and they're there for a year or more watching all of your videos. Uh, so it's natural to have turnover. That's what I'm saying thus far. But uh, 
huge, well, I'm going to talk disadvantages here for a moment. Disadvantages is what's described later on in this thread by Alexis. They say their channel is growing up, is growth is going up at a stable rate, but the views graph looks like a saw blade. One video gets published, views come from existing audience, subbed or not, then decline until next video. And they say, I have the feeling I could do this all my life. <laughs> it would work, though I have the feeling I could do something more efficient, right? Yes, it would work as currently. I'm going to get to... Um, some strategies to actually change that here in a moment. But first, I'm just speaking on the cons of the audience builder model, which is a lot of the focus of Project 24. It's not the only focus, which is why I'm going to talk to that a little bit later here. But the audience builder disadvantage is you can get a little bit, it's easier to get more pigeonholed in the types of videos that you produce. So if, if every video you're asking myself the question, will this do well with my core audience first, then it naturally means it's going to kind of narrow the types of videos you can do, which is what Alexis was talking about earlier on. They're saying, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, it, it's, yeah, anyway, that, that's the essence of what I'm understanding here. Um, versus, so they're saying focusing more on search results to get new viewers than, re than relying on the YouTube recommend recommendation system, right? Now, um, disadvantage is that. Uh, you also have the disadvantage of not as directly being able to target YouTube search directly. I say that because I'm going to address that here a little bit uh, later. But when you produce a piece of content and you're looking to build an ongoing audience, you can't produce a totally random piece of content that's very obviously search targeted and hope your core audience to watch it. Hope your core audience will watch it anyway. That's just not going to happen in most cases. Um, many of them may, may still watch it, but that's where we talk about uh, other strategies like our secret hack of updating videos, etc. But let's talk advantages here for a moment. And I've alluded to some of these earlier on. When you have a group of audience that is constantly growing, that they know, like, and trust you, they're dramatically more likely to purchase something from you. And it doesn't just rely on the... Uh, the size of your channel. In a lot of cases, that's enough credibility for people to watch your video versus someone else's video. If your channel has 2 million subscribers versus this other nobody that has 2,000 subscribers, and both of you do a similar video, in many cases, um, you, an, an audience will choose the larger video, the the video from the larger channel, because it's more credible. They've They've created that type of credibility before even going to it. And there's a lot of experience that goes into it, and I get that. But with an audience builder channel, you don't have to be as big for people to buy from you because if they've turned into a loyal viewer, no matter how many viewers it is, let's say you have an information product, and they watch, and then they, watch, they find you through various means, which I'll explain here in a moment. They find you through various means, and then they watch one video, and they say, hey, I like that. I like this channel maker. And then they watch another, 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 and they watch 10 of your videos, and by the way, you implemented the hub and spoke, and you offer them something. They're dramatically more likely to buy with this audience builder model, especially if it's something you've created yourself which we all know oftentimes has the highest margin for you, the, the lowest cost with the most income versus, versus being an affiliate for a product, et cetera. That's not to say that's always the case, but a search-focused style of channel, um, if they find you, they get what they want out of the video, maybe they'll purchase using your affiliate link, but if it's not as focused on creating the audience loyalty, it can be more tricky to do that. That's one thing. The other thing is, 
they're not exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. It, it, because you're doing the audience builder model primarily doesn't mean that you can't do search focused or evergreen content on that channel. And I hope this does not come across in the YouTube system. This is me saying, doing a double check on myself and saying, hey, do I need to go back and review this and make sure it doesn't sound like Nate is saying, uh, or us here at Income School are saying that, that you can't do search-focused or evergreen content on a audience builder model. I hope that is not the, what is coming across. And I'm going to myth bust that right now. If you feel like you can't do that, I can understand where that come from because I could say, if your channel is all about uh, lawn care and you're building an audience showing the throughout the seasons, all the techniques you're using to care for your lawn and you all of the sudden do a how to fix this specific part on the Toro XYZ model of lawnmower, of course, people aren't going to be as interested in that because that's not why they're there for the, in the first place. That's a very, very search-focused video. And so that video might still do well in search, and you can still sprinkle that style of video throughout your publishing. It's just you have to be publishing often enough for the momentum not to get killed by that. So here's where we talk about hybrids, where we talk about adding different models into your same channel. Do I still think that the audience builder model in general is the strongest model? I think so. Absolutely. For the reasons, uh, several of the reasons I've already outlined here. Uh, and also because of just the perception of um, credibility from people who have watched several of your videos versus just one or two of your videos. There's a huge difference in that perception. So let's talk hybrids here. One, if I were to do, let's use the lawn mowing example. This is my, <laughs> I always use this example. I think it's because I need help on my lawn. And, and uh, you know, I am researching. I am getting better on this, but it's just funny to me. It's an internal joke I have that uh, my lawn needs help. Therefore, I always use it as an example. But let's say I'm doing a lawn care channel uh, and I do all of these out of the blue search focused videos. Can I still do those on my channel? Yes, I can. However, it cannot replace my regular video schedule. In most cases, I would say, do not, If you, let's say you're publishing once a week, I would not replace one of your regular videos with one of these search-focused videos. I would instead treat the search-focused video as a bonus one. That becomes a bonus one during the week sometime. You can publish it to your regular video. You can still notify your viewers. I'm not worried about that too much because even if it's a smaller sample size, it's still a sample size. And so YouTube still gets data on the types of viewers that watch that content. And then from there, you rely on SEO and other techniques to to uh, to get a ranking. What's the word? Ranking. Yeah, ranking in search. That's one approach. Another approach is you can intentionally do kite videos. So this is for the evergreen video approach. You can intentionally do videos that you know will do really well within the audience because that naturally spreads using YouTube's recommendation algorithms. So what I mean by that is if you haven't yet gotten to that point in the YouTube system, I talk about kite videos and anchor videos and why they're so powerful and effective. And so, and also I feel like I've talked about them previously on the podcast. I think I have. So you can go back and listen to that podcast for more detail on this. Uh, but it's, the basic concept is either you've tried videos in the past that have done well and you create a new version or a, uh, I won't say copycat, but kind of a replica of that previous video that you know it's going to do well, it's going to spread to new audience. And the intention behind that video is grow your audience. That is the intention. 
The other thing is as you're drafting and you see the other source of kite videos, you're drafting, you see other types of videos that do well with other similar channels. You can create your own version of that, create a better version of that. And from there, you're also tapping into growing your audience. And that's not necessarily search focused, but those types of videos do tend to do better in an evergreen standpoint, because if YouTube keeps seeing that this video perform well, it will keep recommending it over time, both to your new, new viewers on your channel that have watched other content. Maybe they found your content through search or other recommendations, and they'll show, the algorithm will show that evergreen video to them, the kite video, or they'll find it through just recommendation. YouTube says, hey, this person seems to start being interested in this topic. Now I'm going to show them this one because this one keeps doing well with other viewers in, similar, in a similar category of YouTube. You can be very intentional with that. You can be very intentional with creating videos that, in, that spread beyond your core audience. And to this point of the saw blade, if you, the saw blade of views with your analytics, you publish a video, gets a lot of views and it drops off, publish and, and on and on and on. You want the baseline to be going up perpetually, right? So whenever, even with the drop-off moments, you want the baseline to be going up with this audience builder model. But then also you want to intentionally be including in your mix, I would say at least once a month. Well, let's aim at one kite video a month that you're publishing intentionally to reach new audience. And this is separate from very search targeted ones. I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. But intentional kite videos once a month, that these are videos that you, you're you not just making them just for the sake of making them. Uh, <laughs> you got to actually care about them but intentionally making these videos so that you do have new audience building videos at least once a month. When you do that, your base of viewership is going to keep going up and you're going to tap into the power of evergreen videos. Now with search videos, you can also do something very similar. Uh, what I mentioned earlier, you can use it as a secondary video. Um, however, make sure that that search video also does the benefit of building your core audience. I think it's dramatically more beneficial to think of it in terms of a single finding search that builds the rest of your channel versus this is just an independent search and they answered it and then they're gone. I like to think of it as the first one. It's dramatically more powerful to you and your, your content, your channel, because you've created that audience loyalty and you tap into all the power of that audience builder model. So, but you can treat those as secondary. This, the other approach you can do, and this is, I address later on in the YouTube system, is you can, uh, I, I think it's called our secret hack updating videos. You can create a video that starts off in your marketing. And, and this video has to actually fit both of these bills, but your marketing title and thumbnail at, starts off as your core audience targeting them. So you know it will do well with them. They watch it, we get a good data pool. And then when that view, as soon as that views count starts tapering off with more of your regular viewers, then you've pre-planned this, you switch your title and thumbnail to search to the new audience you're trying to target, either search or evergreen of new adjacent audiences. And this is extremely effective when you're pivoting your channel. You're trying to expand the reach of your channel or you're trying to pivot to a new location on YouTube with your channel. That strategy is so powerful. And so if you want more on that, it's, it's in the YouTube system. So that is the, the other approach I would be uh, taking here. Now to... Um, address this. I'm trying to remember there was one, I feel like there was one other thing. So first of all, we've got the channel models. What is the channel model that you're, that you're, the approach you're taking? I'm just going to 
I guess come back to recap this on the the search and evergreen versus this audience builder model. Search and evergreen works very well for a lot of channels. It works. It's it's great, and it's obviously very successful. In general, I have seen it like a very search focused channel to do much better once it, the channel is larger um, because there's the audience profile authority there. So contrast that with the more of the audience builder model that can work to get to monetization more quickly and people trust you more quickly uh, with a much smaller channel. I'm trying to remember, I'm looking at my notes here. I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about, but I am not seeing it. So the other takeaway I'm going to leave here is you've got your channel model, how people view it in general, like the audience builder model, but then individual pieces of content can be strategically designed to target a different target to build your audience, and it will be effective for you. Thank you, Alexis, for this uh, thread. It was a great discussion, and as always, feel free to post updates or additional questions in the Project 24 community, and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.